Just as coronavirus was stalling, we heard an angel calling. That angel, the Sing Street Broadway cast recording getting released. <laughs> yes, it was. So today's episode, aka our first episode of the podcast, which we're all very excited about, will be on the new Broadway musical Sing Street, which is based on the 2016 film of the same name, which had its first world premiere at New York Theatre Workshop back in 2019 and has a Broadway transfer that was supposed to open in April, but unfortunately was canceled due to the coronavirus outbreak. And the new um, opening slash preview date has yet to be announced. So what are our thoughts on Sing Street? Oh my God. I have so many thoughts. I mean, it's just great. I feel like this is going to be one of the more successful transfers of movie musicals because yeah, we all know definitely. some of the flops like Grease, for example. Yeah, and just a lot of movie musicals I have found have not had successful lives. Like, for instance, um, Beetlejuice, even though, yes, it was very successful again amongst fans, it did close quite quickly due to it not, upon release, having a very, like, positive and long and... It didn't make a lot of money, basically, when it was first released and didn't get really good reviews during their pre-Broadway. Yeah. I feel like whenever you adapt a movie to a musical, it always works better when it's a lesser-known movie because you don't have any fans that you have to, like, suffice, really. Well, obviously you do, but you don't have as many people that you have to, like, live up to their expectations, if you feel me. Yeah, exactly. Now let's talk about some of the changes that they made from the movie to the musical. Yeah. Well, obviously, we have to talk about Nagig, the legend himself. Yes, Nagig is an African-American <laughs> character who is in the show, who in the film, and he was removed from both the New York Theatre Workshop run and the Broadway run. Which I find pretty racist. Yeah, I do not, I'm, I'm, I don't know how to feel about the fact that they didn't remove him, because, like, there isn't really a reason for why they would remove him. Like, yes, there was just like subtle racism obviously in the film from the characters yeah but like it's all comes and like is accepted like oh yeah he's just a normal person who can speak english or whatever language the film is supposed yeah. to be said in, but i believe it's mm-hmm. supposed to be spoken in english because it is yeah but yeah overall i find it kind of odd that they just replaced him with some guy because like it's obviously like, he didn't have like a huge role in the film but still i do find it a little odd that they did cut him out from the film yeah, who's going to play the synthesizer now? Yeah, I think some white guy. What's his name? Like, I remember his name? I, I think it's Gary. Wait, no, Gary was in the movie. I don't know what his name okay, was. Okay, well, we do not remember what his name was, but he's now a white guy. We know that. Yeah. But overall, that's a little issue that we have with the film. I also find it really interesting how they have Rafina sing in the Broadway musical version of Sing the Street. Yeah, it's definitely an interesting choice, but I do get it because obviously it is a musical and they're probably going to want their main characters to have songs. But it's definitely interesting because she is not usually a character to sing. But don't get me wrong. Zara Delevin, she is great. I, yes, I'm very Zara's happy with amazing. the decision. Zara is an amazing oh, singer yeah. and actress. We stand. Period. We really do. But yeah, she's just amazing. And yeah, so another topic is some of the music videos that have been released for the um, Broadway musical. Um, I, I don't know how I feel. I mean, they're cool, yeah. but they don't give off, like, they, it feels like they were doing an exact copy. Yeah, the music videos, like, 
the originals did they felt like they were set in the 80s like they felt like they were 80s yeah. musicals but not musicals 80s um songs and like also by the way they're portrayed but the broadway music videos they feel like they just feel kind of cheap like they just have like green screens for the sets and stuff and it just overall yeah. has like a cheap feeling to it just the way that the music videos are shot although i'm mostly talking about the um riddle of the model music video which is the yeah. really the only one like drive it like you stole it and the um like ads that were released with like the just colored background those are yeah. fun i like those but just um the music video for um riddle of the model is definitely interesting like if i'm gonna watch a music video i don't want to see a guy behind a green screen in a cowboy costume although the cowboy costume is a very iconic crucial part of the movie and musical <laughs> Yeah, I totally get that. So let's move on and talk about the run that the runs that we had for the show. So the original run was New York Theater Workshop, and it was late 2019 to early 2020. Now, I find this, I just find this quite interesting that the transfer happened so quickly. The show closed, was it January or February? Yeah, January. Yeah, in January, the show closed its off-Broadway run, which was very successful. I believe it got really good reviews, if I remember correctly. It even, yeah, it even went to perform at BroadwayCon. And the show quickly announced a transfer to Broadway. Now, we're going to talk about mostly the New York Theater Workshop run, because that is the one that we both are more familiar with, because obviously the Broadway run has not opened yet. Yeah. But overall, the show is very good. I like the lightheartedness, and I love the New York Theater Workshop's just, like, realness and just the way it was. I'm not going to lie. The ending makes me sob. It makes me sob. The ending is quite sad. So we're just going to get into spoilers. We should probably say that we are going to get into spoilers for Sing Street. So obviously, if you don't want that to happen, you can click off. But yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. I cry when they sail away to London. Yeah, when they sail away to London, it is so bittersweet, happy, sad, all of the above. It's just, it's amazing. Especially the fact that it's in an 80s ship and when it rains, it just makes my heart... I know. Ugh. I love it. It's amazing. I know. And then, of course, there's always the casting choices for the musical. I, for one, I'm a big fan of the majority of the casting choices. Yeah. I love how they casted people who actually, like, they, like, they didn't go for the cheesy... Um, they, they went for what the film was doing. They got They casted people who actually looked... Like, they were in high school. Because, like, obviously yeah. nowadays with musicals, they're like, well, we can't cast a lot of younger, like, actual high school students without doing the whole equity thing. And yeah. then um, there's always the thing on TV where they cast 30-year-olds. But mm -hmm. I like how they kept with age-appropriate casting, which is very... It's hard to come by in musicals, especially nowadays, you know? My only complaint, I feel like Sam Poon, he would have been a better um, Darren than an Eamon. Yeah, I he just gives off like more Darren vibes, you know. Darren Mulaney, my problem is your solution. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely get that. Yeah. So basically, I'm just a fan of the casting choices. I love them. It's it's in a great casting. It really is. Renock O'Connor, he is like the perfect Connor. Honestly, he is. just this whole cast, I love them. Like they all are like newcomers, right? I don't think any of them have done any thing on Broadway yet, right? Or yeah, I'm pretty sure. I may be like, I'm, I don't know, because like I haven't looked at their entire biography, but um, they're definitely fresh to the Broadway scene, which yeah, I Yeah, really I don't, like. I think they might have maybe done some off-Broadway work, but the majority of them are quite young. I think the majority of them are right out of high school, if I'm Wait, wait, um, right? one of them was in, yeah, one of them was in King Kong, I know that. 
Oh, well, that doesn't really count. <laughs> King Kong is not a good show. Sorry to King all my King Kong King Kong is something else. <laughs> Where does <laughs> King Kong? But overall, it was a it was a good it was a good show. It's a great show. It I especially is. love how it just the music in the show is just amazing. Let's just get down to that. Let's start talking about some of the music and stuff. Just like overall, like oh my god, I love oh the god. music. I'm basically in love with almost every. I'm in love with every song on this soundtrack, which is something that I usually can't say about you know musicals and stuff like. I always love musicals, but it's hard to find one that I love every song for. And Sing Street, I just, I do love every song for this show. I love every song too, except for Faith of Our Fathers, because that song is kind of irrelevant, if you know what I mean. It is irrelevant, but I do love the way it sounds. I like the song. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's, it, the, the cast recording, it just, it slaps so hard. Like, it's not like Mean Girls where we have those songs, like, Whose House Is This, that everyone skips, you know? Yeah. Even though the cast recording is shorter than the average one, running in only 35 minutes with 12 songs, it still is a very, very good cast recording. And I'm very pleased with all the music that is on it. And I almost never skip some. Some highlights, though, that I will listen to more often than others are obviously some of the um, songs from the movie that were just bopped to a lot. Um, yeah. There is obviously Riddle of the Model, Brown Shoes, Girls, you know... Drive it like you stole it. All the ones that they obviously would advertise a lot up. Yeah. Overall, the ones that, like, the big ones. Yeah. There are some, like, there's also some that hit differently that you could just cry to in your bedroom at 2 a.m. Like, go now and to find you. Yeah. And the up-down version, like, the indie down version up. Oh, my God. I love that version so much. Oh, my God. Yeah, I'm so it's happy great. Okay. Now let's get yeah. Yeah, let's now get into let's the demographic. Get in graphic. Yeah. Well, like, what kind of fan, like, what kind of fans do you think will attract? Obviously, it's like meant for a teen demographic, but it's not gonna like, it's not gonna attract people like the Beetlejuice stands, for example. Yeah, I feel like it's gonna attract a like, um, like not like a younger teen demographic. Like, I feel like it's the kind of demographic of like, fifteen to like honestly like people in their twenties. Like, I feel like it'll go like. People from like fifteen, like twenty five. I feel like her definitely would be like the people who would like this show. I feel this is like uh, it's a very good co- classic coming of age story in that sense. So like, I feel like it'll be people like who will like it. Like it might be the people who are like called quote unquote art hoes or like enjoy watching Call Me by Your Name or something. Yeah, I feel like that's definitely the demographic that will be attracted to this musical, and that's also the demographic that definitely was attracted to the film in that kind of regard. But overall, the fans, I feel like it's just going to have a really solid, positive fan base. Yeah, like Jagged, for example. Yeah, like um, Talia, who is um, gotten in, who is the other person, obviously, on this podcast with me, um, she has gotten into a lot of the Twitter um, fandom of yeah. the show. Maybe you could give some insight into the Twitter fandom. Oh, my God, of yeah. Sing Street. It's not that big of a Twitter fandom, but, like, there are a few people. If any of you know, like, some Jagged on Twitter, there's, like, Soph, a.k.a. What's the Motto with you, if you know if you know who I'm talking about. It's mostly Jagged Stan Twitter who's getting into Sing Street Stan Twitter, to be honest. That's definitely intriguing, because, like, the shows, they're, like, they have a lot of the similar, like, themes and, like, the way of, like, coming yeah. of age. But they're also, like, very different musical styles. Yeah. And Jagged also has a primarily teen audience, if I do... 
I'm cracked, right? It, yeah. It's all teens and Karens, honestly. <laughs> it's like the people who stay in Atlantis, the people who were there for Antonio Cipriano. <laughs> that definitely does sound right. And now let's yeah. move on to the quite sad reality of the show, the coronavirus Look, shutdown. Yep. Now, we hate. We, we just really don't like hate. it. We don't like Little Miss Rona. This shutdown led to the halting of the show. The shutdown happened, I believe it was March 12th, was when the yeah, shutdown yeah, was March initiated. 12th, yeah. And the show's original opening date was March 26th, I believe. Was that right? No, that's my previews. Um, oh, yeah, previews. Opening date, yeah, opening date was April 19th. Opening was April 19th, and I believe, and yeah, and now it's been pushed back, and they do not have a set date on when the show is supposed to premiere or if it is going to premiere we obviously hope that the show will make its premiere and do wholeheartedly believe it will because it got a lot of good reviews at the new york theater yeah. workshop run because like, it's they a re- good show yeah and they released the cast recording so there's no point if they released the cast recording to like not yeah, continue they did around. release the cast recording although they did push it back a few days and a few times which was interesting which it made me pissed honestly but at least it released <laughs> Mm-hmm. But overall, it is unfortunate. We're hoping the show will open back up around September-ish, maybe even August if we're good, if we're hoping. But yeah, we're just hoping it'll open up by the next season. Yeah. So yeah, but now let's move on to how we think the show will do once it opens. I mean, I don't think it's going to be like Waitress or something. It's not going to be as successful as Waitress. But it definitely yeah. isn't going to be as big as a flop as Grease. Yeah, it definitely, I, it will definitely do good, but I don't feel like it will be the kind of show that will be running forever, unfortunately. Yeah. It is sad to think of that, but that is definitely, I feel like, the state the show is in at currently, because obviously it's, it's, not, it's more so of a niche show in that kind of regard. Like, how do I put it? It's I, like, it's, it's more of a niche, you know? It's not very, it's not a universal show, kind of like Waitress. Yeah, honestly. I feel like it'll go, like, two years max. Yeah, definitely. Because, like, it's not going to do as bad as Be More Chill did. Oh, yeah, there's no way it'll do that bad. We will definitely do an episode on how Be More Chill is not good and just, it's (laughs) immense failure on Broadway and how it just didn't fit Mm -hmm. the Broadway world. Yeah. Yeah, overall, we think the show will do reasonably well i'm I'm sure it's gonna get good reviews from critics because like you good reviews at new york theater workshop it'll definitely get either mixed to positive yeah I, I don't think it'll get many negative it might get some but like from the looks of it the film obviously got amazing reviews it, it, it's mm-hmm. at like, i think a 95 percent on rotten tomatoes yeah so and the musical didn't change much like story-wise so overall it probably will get some pretty good reviews from critics like Indeed. And then, of course, the soundtrack was released, as we already talked about. It was released the 21st, and we have been listening to it nonstop, as we talked about earlier. It's true. It's just like, it's a gift from the angels. Yeah. It gets the shift's kiss. It just, it just helped us through this difficult time, and we're just listening to it, and we just, we just love it. Honestly, like literally, I'll be I'll be singing in my shower. This is all I sing in my shower <laughs> at this point. Like, screw world burn. <laughs> yes, nobody cares about you, Mean Girls. Move over, sing Streets the Way. Don't exactly. worry, we still love Mean Girls. I love Mean Girls. It was one of my, it's one of my favorites. Like, yes, it's not high art, but it's a bop. 
Oranges don't come at us. <laughs> the oranges, yes. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, overall, just our overall thoughts is it's a great show. It's just fun, positive, just, it's good. That's really but all it'll, Yeah, but it'll definitely make you sob at times, which is, like, what you need in the show. You need, like, that bittersweetness you for do. a good show. Because, like, it can't just be upbeat all the time or have, like, a lame plot. Like, you know, going back to be more chill. Yeah. Like, be more chill. Like, it's, it's, what do we say about be more chill? It's just... The plot is weak. Yeah, the plot is quite weak. And, like, yes, it's based off of a book, obviously, but just... The plot just it, doesn't work. I mean, the opening line of the show is, I'm waiting for my porno to load. And the thing about it is, Be More Chill is a, it has a very specific target audience. It's like, like it's, maybe like 12 to 16 year olds. Yeah, and the thing is, obviously that is not Broadway's target. Like Broadway, obviously, yeah. like people that age do attend it, but Broadway's main demographic of people who do attend Broadway shows, it's but people like maybe, who are older. Like 15 to, 15 to like 80. And like a show like that just will not appeal to people who are older. Yeah. It's a sad truth. That is what will happen. People who are older will not appreciate that show, obviously. So the thing about this show is, yes, it's made for teens, but it also could be viewed basically by anybody. Like, yeah. it has that universal appeal to it. Exactly. Obviously, the music isn't going to suit any, everybody, which is, like, same with Hamilton. But Hamilton is still going really strong and doing really successful. Exactly, yeah. So overall, it's just a good show. <laughs> I don't know if we have much more to say about it because obviously we can't talk about it as in-depth as if we had seen it because we have not seen the final yeah. product. Hopefully we'll be able to do an updated episode once the show comes out and we get a chance to see it. But of course. Overall, we just can't wait to see the show. We are hoping for it to be a great success. And we obviously mm-hmm. just we're overwhelming with joy and just can't wait to see it. So... I hope you all have enjoyed this episode. This, I know this episode is a little shorter than usual. Yeah. So we are hoping to see you in our next episode, which is going to be a very good episode on one musical that you might know that is currently on Broadway. <gasps> but so. for now, stay inside, don't do drugs, and stream the Sing Street OBCR. And make sure you drink lots of mocha coffee. <laughs> of course. Because we always drink coffee with these. <laughs> So signing off, Mochas, Musicals, and Madness with Thomas and Talia. Period.